I remember a fun fact about Lethal Weapon. It's the first film to use a cell phone. Okay. The very first one. Yeah. Um, and then in the fourth one, it's just the film comes to a grinding halt so Chris Rock can do this two minute stand up about cell phones <laughs> in, the, in 1998. <laughs> I didn't think of it as stand up, but it's I guess it totally so is, isn't it? Frustrating. They're, 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 like, they're in the middle of this murder plot, and then Chris Rock's character starts talking about how cell phones are getting too small and he's like cell phones these days are getting too small like these cell phones have just come out and he goes and he goes oh, oh and your two hour battery only lasts for three minutes and then you gotta buy another cell phone mm. oh, that's such a racist accent but um hello everyone my name is AJ my name is Richard and welcome to the first episode of film franchise Fortnites on the cult popture podcast this is a podcast where Richard and, and, and myself um, we pick a movie franchise at random from a list of currently like 272 and so we we pick one of these franchises and then we have the next two weeks to watch every movie in that franchise and record a podcast on our thoughts and feelings and yeah and feelings on those movies um, and at the end of each episode we'll be randomly picking the next episode's franchise so make sure you stick around for that it's 2016 and we're kind of in the golden age of film franchises yeah. i haven't seen them but people say that fast and furious yeah, seven was like the best one and things like that which i think is pretty interesting and, I, and like i think there's there's interesting discussion around evolution of a series and things like that Cool, so the first franchise we did was Lethal Weapon, because... That was the inspiration for the podcast. Yeah, 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 and I feel like Lethal Weapon's a pretty classic franchise and a great jumping off point for... You know, it's it's kind of basic, it's a very basic franchise, instead of starting with something crazy, we start with a pretty normal... Yeah, and it was one that would also, neither of us had seen. Yeah, that's true. Cool, so the Lethal Weapon series um, consists of four films, all of which are directed by Richard Donner. And all-star Mel Gibson and Danny Glover as Riggs and Murtagh. Joe Pesci also joins the cast in 2, 3, and 4 as Leo Getz. And Renee Russo stars as Lorna Cole in 3 and 4. And Chris Rock also stars as Butters in the final fourth film. And Jet Li also had his breakout role yeah, in number first 4. American yeah, first American four. role. The films came out in 1987, 1989, 1992, and 1998 respectively. And collectively grossed over $900 million dollars. Wow. At the box office. I read it as 9 million first. And I was like, oh, that's respectable. And I was like, wait. No, oh, that's million. 900 million. 9 million would be awful. Yeah. It would not have been <laughs> these films have collectively been. They wouldn't be gross. known as the, um, the lethal, you know, the famous lethal weapon. Yeah, franchise. I don't think they would have gotten a sequel if the first one had <laughs> like one quarter of 9 million. Richard didn't research the movies at all, didn't look them up on Wikipedia, whereas I did. To sort of get information on so we can have sort of a general discussion instead of just relaying to each other what we already know. Yes. Um, so, Richard, I know the general consensus of what the world thinks is, is the order of how they'd rank them. Yeah. But I want to ask you, without any knowledge of what Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic says, um, what what is your favourite and how would you rank Lethal Weapon 1, 2, 3 and 4? Number one is the quintessential buddy cult movie. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that. And... It's probably the best of the four, but and I would imagine that you know, with a with a franchise like this, it tends to be don't mess with the classic. That's obviously number right. one. But I myself enjoyed number two possibly more than number one, and then I enjoyed number four more than number three. Okay. So I would go two, one, four, three. All right. Well, um, the general consensus yeah. is a little bit. It's not that general because there's like I look I looked on Metacritic. 
and Rotten Tomatoes. And Metacritic like takes a bunch of like aggregates a bunch of yeah. different critics, so that's sort of the one I went with. And according to that, um, Lethal Weapon scores sixty seven on Metacritic. Uh, Lethal Weapon Two scores seventy, so oh, wow. people think Lethal Weapon Two is better. Lethal Weapon Three scores thirty six, and Lethal Weapon Four scores thirty seven. Um, and the Rotten Tomatoes listed it like slightly differently, but the the general consensus is the first two are just as good as each other, and the yeah. last two are just as bad as each other. Oh, right. But from what I've seen, um, Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, and Richard Donner also have all stated that number two was their favourite. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, eh? Yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah? I thought I was, like, going to be cool and against the grain. Well, I'm cool and against the grain, because <laughs> let me tell you how I oh, would yeah, how, how would you rate them? I would say, first of all, I want to say this is probably, in my opinion, and I wasn't expecting this, because I was expecting a clear-cut, the first is best, the last yeah. is worst, tri- um, trilogy, what do you call it, quadrilogy, series, yeah. whatever. Franchise. Um, yeah, franchise. <laughs> um, I would say that this is the most consistent franchise I've ever seen in terms of quality. Yeah. Like, rivaling only maybe Back to the Future in terms of, like, how enjoyable each one. Though Back to the Future only has three, whereas yeah. Lethal Weapon has four. Um, I pretty much thought they got better as they really? went along. Well, okay. I would say three was my favourite. Um, then two, four, one is what I wrote here. So three, two, four, one were my favourite. I, I need to go on record and say that I'm a, I'm the type of guy who revels in bad sequels. Yeah. I kind of like watching progression and from almost a scientific point of view of like the trajectory yeah. of a franchise, right? So I'm yeah. not. I started watching number three, going like, no, I knew that the last two had um, so-so reviews. Yeah. So I, I started watching number three, going, all right, I'm, I'm not going to like this one. Like yeah. this is this is going to be the worst one. But Flip, man, I just really liked it. Yeah, without knowing too much about it, I kind of just assumed, especially since the fourth one came out a wee mm. while later, because mm-hmm. um, it was, what, 15 years all told between, uh, I guess two, so, yeah. between sequels? Yeah. Or something like that. And then so I was like, yeah, no, it's one of those ones that probably dragged on for too long. The later ones probably aren't that well reviewed. Mm. And then, yeah, I thought there was there was a definite consistency. I, think, I feel like we need to give, before we get into why I'm wrong, <laughs> um, give we need to probably give brief synopses for the yeah. four films because I, I feel like this is a, this is a series where people probably mix up which ones were yeah so. even now I'm kind of yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. Them, like, yesterday okay what's one of um, one, one is like they in, like so Riggs is like Mel Gibson and he's a loose cannon and he's suicidal because his wife died yeah he's yeah. the lethal weapon yeah that the title yeah, refers, it refers to, to. Um, and then Danny Glover plays. Uh, Rog Murtar, yeah, who's um, this uh, this cop who's by the books, mm. by the numbers, and he's too old for this. He's too old for this shit because he's fifty. Yeah, he, turns he turns fifty, 50 at, at the start of the first one. They get uh, paired together against all odds and mm. have to overcome Gary Busey. Yeah, um, who I didn't know didn't know was in the movie at all. <laughs> yeah. I was very surprised. To um, see and then I don't know. There's like a kidnapping plot. Yeah, it's about it's there's there's like prostitutes and it's a, it's in drugs and stuff. It's a very crime story. Yeah, it's, it's like every single cop cliche you can think yeah. of is in this film. And started started in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Lethal Weapon Two is about um, a collection of South African. Um, I don't know what would you call them. Criminals. Yeah, more like, like, like diplomats. Bad guys, diplomatic immunity, so they can't arrest him. At the end, they just kill him, which I thought was kind of chilling. <laughs> they, no, they, well, they don't play by the rules to yeah, get Yeah, but because like, <laughs> at the end, when he's like, diplomatic immunity, um, he's like, shoots him and says, 
it's just been revoked. <laughs> it's a pretty cheesy line. It's so Like, cheesy. even for Lethal Weapon. Yeah, like, it was like someone was trying so hard to think of, like, the badass line at mm. the end of the film. Mm. And that's all they could come up with. Mm. <laughs> and it, it's, it's not great. Yeah. But it made me sit up yeah, when yeah. I was watching yeah. it. Um, and Leo Getz is, of course, introduced in the second <laughs> one as the... Um, like he's under witness protection. Yeah. For whatever reason. It's something to do with the, yeah, the name some reason to shoehorn Joe Pesci into the movie. <laughs> um, and number three is about so Oh mean, gun control. It's all about the guns. Right, yes, yes, there's a new bullet yeah, that the can cop killer. They yeah, can a pierce, the cop killer um, bullet. Yeah. They can pierce through um, armor. And the fourth one is the one with Chris Rock in it. Yeah. I feel like that's Oh, and Joe Pesci returns for all three sequels. Oh, yeah, which I thought was an interesting decision. But I actually thought he probably had more of a role in the second two than the yeah, second one. It's so like obviously audiences responded to him for some reason, mm. and um, they decided to keep bringing him back. But yeah, yeah. Like, then the the fourth one is about like um, modern slavery and mm. Chinese. Yeah, it's, it's very Chinese um, based. Yeah, like it's all about um, immigrants and yeah and stuff like that. Like I was thinking about that. It's almost like if Lethal Weapon One is like a flesh wound, mm-hmm. and then Lethal Weapon Two kind of heals it mm-hmm. and you're finished and then lethal weapon 3 just kind of picks at that scab yeah and then it heals again in lethal weapon 4 right so like like they, they both kind of have their own sense of closure they both could have been just two film franchises right yeah yeah cool i basically i just looked at the amount of scenes that i liked in oh, yeah. each one and like well my favorite scene in the whole franchise is the one where riggs finds murtar drunk on the boat after he killed his son's friend mm. and like they have a they have a scene there where they like really examine their relationship and like the whole I'm getting too old for this shit is kind of the mantra of the of like especially the third one which is about like all the kids are getting killed now you know Mm. like um which I'll admit was probably also the worst part of the the franchise when they randomly introduced that one young young cop and he just immediately gets killed that was so weird like it would have been alright if he and he was introduced earlier but if they'd put him in the plot more and then killed him yeah been okay. it was such like a rich shit yeah of. yeah I'm coming to oh I'm dead yeah yeah, yeah. I, as soon as I saw it as he was coming I was like don't kill him yeah like it this was, it was late. but I get I get what it did and like I love that um the third one was also centered around Murtar retiring um, yeah and how even though it's a a movie that invented a lot of cop movie tropes it's still almost made fun of the he was only six oh, days from retirement, retirement. And so I really liked that, and I thought it, it, it provided a nice little spine for the story around getting old and yeah. um, things like that. And then the fourth one kind of touches on yeah, yeah. Riggs is now getting too old. Yeah, well. yeah. I also really liked uh, the scene in the the third movie where Riggs and Lor- Lor- Lorna, that's her name, yeah. they compared scars before hooking up that I was, was like, and I, it was like stuff that had yeah, happened to him yeah because usually like when, when the two characters you know are going to get together they get together it can be very cheesy and uninspired yeah. but like it was good it was it was a good way to do it because it started out very neutral and very like platonic yeah. before it got you know a little he bit did. more sexual which yeah, was pretty, a nice that. progression on that sort of what let me down on the first one and I, I want to say why I put the first one last in my ranking yeah. as well because I feel like that'll piss off people in what universe would cops stand by and let one of your cops fight your main suspect with oh, like, martial arts yeah. while they just watch and what like he could have died? Yeah, no, and, and, and pretty sure at one point someone's like, so, like, oh, like, leave him. And, and then he was like, leave him. Like, 
<laughs> I mean, no so, so to, to clarify, the, the first movie ends with Gary Busey um, is caught. Mel Gibson throws away his gun or like takes the handcuffs off and on him is like, you want to you want a shot at the title? Yeah. And he's like, I'd love one. And then they, like yeah, then they fight on the lawn of, of Murtagh's house, which would be fine if they weren't surrounded by cops watching them, yeah. allowing this to happen. Yeah. And also like if they were forced into it, it'd be fine if like they were on top of a building... And they lost, they, they, lost they, they their, guns. their guns. Yeah, and it's full on like martial arts. This yeah. isn't like two brute forces going mm. at each other, mm. which would make more sense mm. in a way. But then it's like all of a sudden he's like Muay Thai, um, kickboxing, and yeah, it's kind of weird. But what I want to talk about just for a bit is, um, and what I think Shane Black does really well. Shane Black also wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys. But what I think he does really well is that there's a scene in in, in the first movie where they're talking about the case and this is where they, they come up with the whole thing about it being a thin, their idea being thin, their yeah. theory being thin. Um, and they do it during shooting practice, right? Yeah. So they're, they're aiming at the, the pieces of paper out in the, yeah, I don't, I don't know any scene. terminology. But like, I like that it was there because any other movie would have just done them in the car talking about that or done them walking down the yeah. bed talking about that. But they did it when they were doing something interesting that didn't really affect what they were talking about. But it was like, that's sort of what Shane Blake does, I think, is, is provides a yeah. much more interesting um, spin on conversations that need to happen, but he puts them in places that are yeah. actually yeah, pretty interesting. Good, good point. Good way of thinking of it. So there's a bit of a controversy around Lethal Weapon 2. Let me, let yeah. me tell you this. Um, so Shane Black, he yeah. is credited officially as like story for, yeah. for part two or something like that. He actually initially wrote a script called Play Dirty, um, that was his his sequel to Lethal Weapon because Warner Bros wanted him to write one, and in it Riggs dies at the end. He yeah. dies protecting Murtagh, and it's all about how his love for Murtagh's family made yeah. him a better person. So like, well, he kind of yeah. when he's mortally wounded. There's the, it, hints, it hints at that in the in the actual movie we got, but Warner Bros wanted to make more sequels with, yeah. with um, Mel Gibson, so they couldn't kill him off, and they also felt his version was too dark, so they got a guy named Jeffrey Bowen to rewrite it. So you can't read the Play Dirty script anywhere. Yeah. He never released it. But he did, later on, refer to it as the best thing I ever wrote. Which is saying something. This was before Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, true. But, which is a perfect movie. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's pretty interesting. Especially since um, Gibson and Glover and Donna all refer to it as their favourite one. Yeah. And, like, it's a lot of people's favourite ones. It's it's often listed as the best one, objectively, of the series. Yeah, because I wanted to be real loyal to Shane Black and be like, no, first one's the most pure, and yeah, that's the best one. But, but yeah, no. I think I remember reading that ages ago hmm. um, about yeah when I was like looking up Shane Black one day. Yeah, and didn't they film two versions of of it with one with him dying, and one with I think him? so. I with saw something I, like that. I think yeah. the like the final shot of Lethal Weapon Two is actually Riggs dead. Okay. Like, they kept this... It's like a crane shot or a... Ah, yes, yeah. And the crane shot of it coming up. Yeah. And neither of them moved because that was actually filmed. Yes, they did They did um, testing, test yeah. screenings with and audiences. No and no one liked that he died. Which, like, I understand the intent now. And I know as, a, as a, like, you and me are both writers. And <laughs> we, like, I understand the, like, feeling like this, the characters you invented have to go out the way you want them to. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I really thought there was merit in continuing past Lethal Weapon 2. So I think I think maybe Riggs dying could be part of like 
four or f- if they made a fifth one like I think that would yeah. fit better there but probably not the second one because in the first one he's suicidal and yeah. finds a reason to live mm. and then to immediately kill him in the next one mm. kind of weird. Like the, like, I suppose if he's, if he's dying to protect Murtar it's like he's kind of found something yeah. worth dying for yeah maybe I guess th- there's probably a story arc in there somewhere yeah. um, I'm sure Shane Black found it yeah. cool so man wasn't like I like nudity so much nicer in the 80s. <laughs> you watch movies now, and I'm, t- I'm not trying to be pervy in saying this, it's more just an observation that, like, whenever there's a nude scene in, like, a, a movie that comes out now, it's, it's always almost like a money shot. Like, yeah. she, like, rips her shirt off, and it's like, we have to get the shot of her boobs. We have to get the shot of yeah. her nudity. And Lethal Weapon 2, he, um, he rigs, sleeps with the one of the South African um, ladies. Yeah. And... You see her nude, but it's it's almost just because yeah, because they just had sex. And yeah, and but yeah. There, there's no like reveal shot. There's no shot of her ripping off her shirt. It's yeah. it's all just like there's no focus on her nudity specifically. Yeah, they're it's not like lying of, in bed and she's got a bra on the next morning. Yeah, yeah, like which because this is the way you get in Hollywood these days. It's either mm. like it's unrealistic. Oh, they're still dressed, or she like yeah. gets out of bed and covers herself up when they just had yeah. sex. But then it's like um. Yeah, or you get the, like, oh, they've paid this actress an extra $10 million to get mm. it cut off, so we're going to, you know, get this money shot, as you say. But yeah, it is just, it's just a lot more natural. And also, speaking of nudity, the first <laughs> note I wrote is that when we're introduced to both Riggs and Murtagh, they're naked. Really? Yeah. That's really interesting. They meet, um, when we meet Murtagh, mm-hmm. his whole family comes in to um, wish me a happy birthday. Ah, yeah, yeah. in the bathtub. Yeah, which is a weird which thing for weird, a family to which do. Which is weird. Because yeah. they do it again in the third one. Yeah. But they put a towel over his junk. <laughs> but they don't do that in the first one. <laughs> they would just come in and I was like, oh, this is a weird family situation. And then Riggs is in his um, motorhome camper van thing. And he's... Um, yeah, he's naked. He's yeah. just naked. It's cool. Like, There's a lot of poetry in these films. Um, yeah. It's, and I noticed this in other 80s films. Like in Die Hard, there's a very brief moment where you see a girl topless. But it's... So we're back on the topless thing. It's, well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I just... Like, what happened? At what point did, did we go as a, as a society? No. If we're going to have nudity in films, it has to be, like, consequential. Like, yeah. it has... You know, it felt like... So what, what I'm trying to say is the nudity, especially in Lethal Weapon 2... It feels like it, they didn't try to get it. It just happened. And they're like, yeah, keep it in there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like it the, feels the like... It just was just naked. Yeah, if, if she moved... If she hadn't moved her arm or something like that and you didn't see nudity, they wouldn't have gone, oh, we have to do the shot again to get nudity. Yeah, it's just, like, It just happened. Yeah, know? which makes it... Feels more genuine. Yeah, more, and, it's, more... and it's not as, like, voyeuristic as well. Yeah, Because yeah. it's not like, oh, you know, I've paid to see this movie to <laughs> just to see this actress's tits. But then it's like, you know, it's just... It, that's literally just what happened in the scene, and, mm. and it makes us not pay attention to it. Like, yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's whereas you know you walk out of Fifty Shades of Grey, and you know, <laughs> like, what well, that's, that's the extreme example. <laughs> I would go something more like American Pie, yeah, American where Pie it's the the sex comedies, you know, yeah. like. And it's like, you have to get the shot of her like unwrapping her shirt like a present as she lifts it off, yeah. you know, and yeah. Um, anyway. Um, I want to talk about Leo Getz I'd like to know the general opinion of Leo Getz I would too because he's very much a Jar Jar Binks of the series (laughs) but I I liked him and I didn't think I would and I like that he he changes jobs sporadically throughout the movie yeah it's like like, it's just like how can we shoehorn Leo into this film 